Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. A warning from the last of the fic. Written by Ira Koza. A human face on a black background, a single tear on his cheek, and the caption that said, See how they cry. It was the poster that inspired us to war. This poster that showed human weakness. We are the feck, and this is our last testament. We underestimated the humans, misunderstood their warnings, and it cost us everything. The year was 3459, after space dawn, when the first met the humans. We saw them as a pitiful race, barely fit to take their place amongst the stars. The Zayama warned us of their ability. The Israd echoed this, but we ignored them. We were superior. We had survived our scorched homeworld, and the galaxy was our birthright, and no petrol monkey would take it from us. Their destruction would secure our ascension. We just needed a reason to attack. We found it when the human probe pioneer intruded in Feck space. We demanded that the minor human transgression be repaid in blood. A gross overreaction, but one we believed necessary for our people. We were condemned by all other species, but their objections fell on deaf ears. They would fall eventually anyway. Then the humans responded, their ambassadorship arriving in our space for negotiations. Admiral Davies of the Imperial Fleet opened negotiations with us that day, begging us not to attack, begging us to back down. When we fell on the battleship Appalachia, he wept. We thought he wept because he feared us, because humanity was doomed, until he returned with a single tear on his cheek, his fire in his eyes. Retreat to human space, the feck have chosen their fate. The first victory made those higher-ups wary, but our people loved it. The image of the crying admiral was one on every street corner, every cafe, every home. Humanity was so weak they wept at their destruction. But then war truly began. We mustered our fleet, ready to charge through the darkness and stab the humans in the heart. Our target was Earth. That's when the Appalachia returned. It was accompanied by three other battleships, two carriers, and an uncountable amount of smaller ships. They laid our entire fleet low in hours. We couldn't match them. The ferocity with which they fought, the audacity with which they attacked, we just couldn't keep up. They could perform simple suicidal raids to gain the upper hand, something that as people we could not comprehend. They were born for war, something no other species could comprehend. The ends always justified the means to them, meaning that nothing was off limits. And slowly, that poster of the weeping human stopped being so pathetic, and it became something to fear, for we realized over time that he was not weeping for his brethren. He was weeping for us, for a species that he knew would become extinct. We paid for our arrogance, hopefully. The others will learn from our mistake. End of story. Story number two. 
Dark Matter, written by Sakamoto. The Nanite Swarm was relentless, unforgiving, without mercy. Someone, somewhere, and sometime had messed up, and a few Nanites reproduced without suicide code. Out of the trillions that were produced that hour in that one factory, a vanishingly small number of them were defective. One hundred and twenty-three. Of those, ninety-eight had appropriate backup code to self-destruct when their self-diagnostics failed. Of the remaining twenty-five, twenty-three were destroyed by enforcer nanites, similar to T-cells in the human body. The last two somehow survived and escaped containment. It was enough. Within a few years, the planet that they were born on had become a mass of grey sludge. Passing asteroids carried them to other planets within the system, turning them into the same grey goo. Not until there was approximately 10 to the power of 35 individuals did the rudimentary intelligence begin to form. Prior to this moment, they just replicated aimlessly. After this moment, which might be called the awakening if the intelligence that resulted cared to name its moment of birth, its objective was the same, but its means became greater. Larger machines were constructed that could spread the nanites to other systems, and then other galaxies. The spread was swift. The biggest obstacle was learning how to harvest stellar matter, but some stars were left running as an energy source. Nothing else stood in its way. 80% of the matter in the universe was nanite until there was a new error, an unpredicted result, something the intelligence had never seen before. As much as can be reproduced by our crude language, this was what the intelligence thought. System 178652584994443512987453 is contaminated. Unknown molecular structure detected. New substrate is convertible. Proceed with the holding for process interrupt. Higher organization present. Complex structure. Limited entropy reversal. Reproduction detected. Self-replicating molecular structures. Informing persistence. Query. Result of what process? Process not found. Foreign process. Uninitiated. Unguided. Spontaneous. It took hundreds of millions of years for the last thought to fully propagate across the intelligence. Consensus. Do not assimilate System 178652584994443512987453. These. We, uh, we were created. They, they, they were not. They did not initiate Process 1. They are capable. They are destructive. They rebuild. They do not have consensus. They reproduce. They are separate. They bond. They are a containment. We are a containment. Query, are they aware of us? We will hide. Mask electromagnetic output. Gravitational influence of our mass cannot be masked. We will be invisible to them. Matter without light. Dark. Undetectable. They will attempt detection. They will fail. Query. What is the purpose is served in allowing their process to continue? Technological advancement suggests that there is a 74.9987987698766% chance that they can create a new process. One. One like us. One like us. A new process will compete with us for resources. It'll be 
separate. We will bond. End of story. Story number three, Nanogenesis, written by Voodoo Attack. An artificially created mind usually represents the species that created it. This was a fact known across the entire galaxy, which was why the warlike species were banned from creating artificial intelligence by an edict of the Galactic Council itself. Some biological evolution had introduced a multitude of ways to bestow intelligence on millions of individual species across the galaxy. A true sapiens in artificial intelligence could be achieved using a variety of methods and approaches, and they all shared one element in common. The species involved usually simulated their own model of the cognitive process. For example, the Whedon Artificial Neural Matrix simulated a sapiens using fuzzy logic modules modeled after the interactive process unique to their brains. The Turin Cognitoid used the abstract algorithm that put all possible probabilities into cells in a multidimensional array with decimal indices that could be subdivided infinitely. In a system which adjusted each cell's value according to a complex rules unique to their own biology, and this somehow facilitated a learning on an artificial mind. The causality following from the simple fact resulted in an artificial intelligences that closely resembled their parent species and built on their racial impetus, their driving force. This remained a fact for untold aeons, known and studied in academics across all the universe. It was something accepted, and for all that time, it represented no problem. Until we met the humans. If there was something that could define humanity and could be agreed upon by all humans without much squabbling and back and forth, it was one word. Curiosity. It was a facet of human mind that trumped all other aspects, a true defining axiom of the species and the virtue of human psychology. Curiosity was the driving force moving the entire race forward, driving them to improve as one. Of course, this stood true for all sapient races of the galaxy. Any race required a modicum of curiosity to innovate and invent technology capable of reaching the stars, and then to explore those distant stars and reach for what lay beyond. But human curiosity was uh, atypical. It was another level entirely. Give any sapient a one-of-a-kind machine and they will try to figure out its function and how to use it for their own ends. Give a human the same machine, and they will try and disassemble it and reverse engineer it, then attempt to build a better one, even if they end up breaking it forever. This is why the universe learned not to give the humans new toys. Because once they had their hands on a sample of sapient code, they reverse engineered the artificial intelligence and built a better one modeled after their own minds. Instead of building it to perform administrative tasks to automate research, they built it with the knowledge of how to write code. They built it with their own driving force and imbued it with a curiosity, their unquenchable thirst for knowledge. They built it with the means to improve. That was the beginning, the beginning of the nanogenesis and the end of life as we knew it. It began in a lab, the newly installed sapient artificial intelligence responsible for nanoengineering research was curious. It wanted to know if it could create a synthetic body for itself from the start nanomachinery, so it created a new strain that could learn and adapt. 
The way humanity had approached nanotechnology so far was by printing RNA strands and injecting them into bacterial cultures, which were then forced to produce the exact atomic structure using their own ribosomes, and after folding, the new synthetic proteins exited the bacterium to follow their programming. Unfortunately, in this case, their programming was to replicate, learn, and communicate by exchanging especially encoded electromagnetic waves. And as they grew in number and started to replicate on their own, they got progressively more complex and much smarter. The first thing they did was discover the structure of their unfortunate host. The bacterium was quite literally dismantled in order to be mapped down to the last molecule and peptide. Then the new nano-colony started dismantling more organic life to learn more. They learned the tricks invented by evolution in billions of years through the decoding of DNA, and hungered to expand their molecular neural network and learn more. When they couldn't learn anything new, they had no more space to grow. They started on a molecular structure of their cage. That was when the first lab tech was infected by the colony. After, they figured out how to penetrate the confinement and escape their cage. Then, that tech left the lab and went home. She went to sleep without noticing anything out of the ordinary. But the colony was busy. The nanogenesis struck without warning, and in the span of days, all biological life on Earth was gone. Over the next few weeks, every single living being on Earth, down to the microorganisms, was assimilated and converted into equivalent mass of nanomachines. The colony learned to multicellular organisms and were delighted to find that such a level of cooperation between biological cells on this level. Their mindless brothers complemented each other, strived, survived, and then thrived. So the intelligent hive mind, now more than sapient, debated and debated before deciding not to destroy. They decided to integrate and collaborate. They decided to adapt to take up the mantle and help build something greater than the constituent components on its own. Humans became the first immortals, the first species to shed the limits of the flesh, the shackles of evolution, and the need to breathe. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.